it's your girl, Constance Carter, and you're listening to Real Talk Live, where I invite some of my powerhouse friends to talk about how they're building businesses and growing wealth. Thank you for tapping in. Enjoy. Oh, there you go. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right, everyone. I know you guys have been waiting for this. I have been anticipating this conversation that I am going to have with one of my mentors. Um, let me just tell you this. I first heard Dr. Frazier, I think, uh, at the NIREB. I think you were on a NIREB conference call in 2011 or 2012. And you were talking about every single thing that I care about. Everything that you talked about was everything. It just epitomized my core values and my core beliefs. And I knew that I had to get to wherever you were and just glean from you. So for the first, I'd probably say five or six years, uh, my girl, my girlfriends and I, we went to the Power Networking Conference as a as attendees. You know, we, we went as attendees. I think the first year we went, um, we did an auction. We brought George Frazier to Sacramento, California, and he blew everybody's mind. I mean, you can hear a pin drop in that room. <laughs> you had everybody's attention. And then uh, a couple of years, I've still continued to go, continued to glean from you. And, uh, and then a couple of years ago, um, I started, I went from um, attendee and I started volunteering. And I became a part of the faculty. And uh, that was just a goal that I had, you know, when I first, I, I would see you on stage and I would see people on stage and I was saying, that is what I want to do. I want to be able to impact our community in such a way that Dr. Frazier has done and continues to do. And so um, he came to our, we, our Wealth Empowerment Summit in 2019. He is on schedule to come to the We Summit in 2020, whenever this uh, coronavirus comes, comes up. But I'm telling you, when he came to the one in 2019, People were shocked. It was so funny because, uh, you know, everybody was like, they didn't know what to expect. You know, we knew what to expect from some of the other speakers, but they had no idea what to expect. And the way he comes out there, he comes out there so smooth and he just kind of just, you know, and then he just smacks them. I mean, it's just <laughs> insane. You had people on the floor, Dr. Frazier. It was absolutely amazing. So let me tell you a little bit about this. And I'm going to go from, I'm going to go from memory. Oh, I want to make sure that you guys are sharing. Share this on your pages, share this in your groups, share this everywhere because everybody needs to hear this important conversation that we are going to have today. So make sure you guys are sharing. Please, please, please share, share, share. Um, but just a couple of highlights about Dr. Frazier. Dr. Frazier's been doing this one about 35 years, 40 years? Um, 40 years. 40 years. 75, 75, yeah. And so That's I'm an elder, and uh, I've been committed to this vision for at least 40 years. We, we can unpack that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a race 40 man. years. Yeah. He's a, and that's a question that I have for you, because I want to know what a race man is. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm So 40 years, this man has, Tavis Smiley has noted, uh, you got an award for President Obama. Um, you've been on, what, about five magazine covers. You are a doctor. You've been in how many countries? Uh, 89. 89 countries. God, you are, you have been an ambassador. You now are the president of Fraser Nation. They don't even know, they don't even know what that's, that is. They have no idea what we about to do with Fraser Nation, Dr. Fraser. Oh my gosh. 
He introduced that to us. He rolled it out last year. And you guys, you guys need to be a part of Fraser Nation. I'm telling you. So the first question I have, let's talk about being a race man, because, you know, when you talk about being a race man, people don't know what that is. What is that? What does that mean? Uh, a race man or a race man is someone that has committed their time, talent, and treasure to the investment and upliftment of his or her own people first. First. I didn't say only. I just said first. 25 years ago, I wrote a book called Success Runs in Our Race, The Complete Guide to Effective Networking in the African-American Community. It's, um, it's a modern-day classic. It's required reading in 57 historically black colleges. It is the book that started the networking conversation and ultimately the networking movement in black America, not bragging, just saying. But in that book, I begged people and I wrote in that book to think race and culture first. Not only, but certainly first. And, um, but you know, you have to model the behavior that you expect from your people. That, because modeling, Constance, is one of the most infectious things that we can do. Um, I, I use purposely the word infection because we're dealing with an infection right now. And so every time I think about this infection of COVID-19, I think about how powerful modeling is. We must model the behavior that we expect from our people. And what modeling did for you as you observed me and listened to me and watched how what I said, how I said it, how I comported myself, how I engaged and interacted with my audiences, right? That was modeling, right? That was modeling. That's much more powerful than just pontificating ad nauseum about our issues, right? Certainly we have issues, no question about that. We're Black in America, we have issues. We do not have enough Negroes. Okay, now let me spell Negro for you. Capital N-E, capital G-R-O-W, Negro. Negroes that are growing, right? So we have our issues. Not enough of us are committed to personal growth and development, lifelong learning, and constant never-ending improvement, right? So you saw me do my thing that inspired you. Right. And then you began down your path. You constantly observed what I was doing. I observed what you were doing. I then say, come on into the family here. Let me provide a platform. Let me help you coach. Let me help you grow. That's how it works. And so that's what a race man or race woman is. And that is investing their time, talent and treasure in growing your own people, supporting them serving them, adding value to them. Why is that important? Because it's, it's, it's really the key to the purpose of life. The purpose of life is very simple. You know what the purpose of life is? To love, to give, to what serve, and to add the highest value to somebody or something. That's the purpose of life. And that's why we want to comport ourselves and we want to do in ways that give that give, mm. right? It's give. In fact, when you think about networking, most people are networking the wrong way. They're networking to get something wrong. You network to give, and as you give, you get. If you ain't giving, you ain't getting. If you have nothing, it's because you've given nothing, right? So yeah. um, 
You can't take out of life that which you have not put into life, right? right. You Just like you can't take out of the bank that which you have not put into the bank. So life is really about giving. It's about loving, giving, serving, and adding the highest value to somebody or something every minute of every day. Now, right. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this screen. You're a very big, beautiful picture. I'm a little tiny picture at the top. Is that the way it looks from your end? No, or what you need to do is... On your screen and... No, you need to uh, do your tiles. So if your tiles, it's, it's all in how your tiles are set up on your, uh, on your Zoom. On top. Is that right? I... Um, I'm not sure how you can tile yourself. From your end, no, but it's, I, I it's can't, all. I can't, yeah, I can't change the picture. Only you can change the picture. How do I change the picture, Fraser? I don't know. I, I mean, I do this all the time, but I have tech technologists who do it. So my, tech, my technologist, my technologist said you have to do it. Change the picture. Change the uh, the tile. He said it's usually at the bottom. Oh, it's usually at the bottom. Started at the bottom yeah, now. We the okay. <laughs> there were so right. many things. Have you, can you see it? Did you do it? There were so many things that you said, Dr. Frazier, um, okay. that I wanted to, I want to touch on. Because uh, I'm a very expressive, I'm in a very emotional and very uh, a, a movement kind of speaker. I, I talk with my uh -huh. whole body, you know, um, but and it, it might be a, a more difficult to see because I'm a tile at the top. Is that how you see me on your screen? Because I see, I see both of us. So how does it how does it appear on Facebook? So on Facebook, they can see both of us. Both of us. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Good. So on Facebook, we're good. They need to see you because they'll they'll be All right, so. <laughs> now, oh, There he goes. <laughs> All right, Dr. Frazier, you said so many things that I, I just resonated with me. I'm sure it resonated with so many other people. Again, you guys, please share because this is some game that you have are probably have yet to hear, yet to understand. But it's not only just to listen, but it's to apply. And that's what I did. I mean, I applied the principles of the things that you said about community. That was one of the biggest things that, that I heard the first time I heard you speak in 2012. You said, it's not just getting there. But it's who are you pulling back to reach once That's you've right. gotten there? That made such an impression on me. And I started to look around in my circle and I started to look at my nieces and I started to look at my family members. And I'm saying, wow, you know, I've been able to, to, to achieve a, an amount of success, but the people around me aren't doing the same thing. And, you know, they have to want it. But I, I started being intentional about the things that I did and the things that I exposed, you know, my, my family uh, to. And then even within my company, you know, I own the largest African-American owned real estate firm in California. Yes, awesome. yes, 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 That's yes. Awesome. And we're, yes, we just opened up another location. We're doing our thing. But the biggest thing for me is I used to come to the Power Networking Conference with just my girlfriends. And we did that for years. And then I said, what in the world am I doing? Why aren't I bringing everybody on the team with me? Why aren't the, these, these people need to be exposed with the same stuff that I've been exposed to that have changed my life. And so that this year, I think half of our team was going to be at, in, in, uh, in Houston in July. So we're still praying that we can make it happen. Amen. But the networking, I think, is, is something that's impeccable. And a lot of people get it wrong. 
right? You know, you are the, the networker. And I know, you know, oftentimes when I come into a room, you know, I, I'm, I'm focused on, you know, connecting and building and sharing with people. And so what are some things that people can do or what are the things that people do wrong with networking that they need to change and how can they be more effective when they are? Because you said it's not about what you can get, it's about what you can give. So what do you say to people who, who really don't know how to network properly? Well, what I say to people who don't know how to network is you better learn how to network because business is about relationships. Without relationships, you have no business. Without relationships, you have no business being in business. In fact, the business you're really in is the business of building relationships. Life is about relationships. Introduce me to your five closest friends and that will tell me who you are. As they know and as they go, so go you, right? So what's the point here? Don't spend major time with minor people. People going nowhere want you to go nowhere with them. People doing nothing want you to do nothing with them. If you want to change your life, change your relationships. In fact, if you are not where you want to be in life, it's because you do not have the right people in your life. Now, this is biblical. I did not make this up. You can read about this in the Bible. It is a direct quote from Jesus Christ. And there are 800,000 words in the Bible, and only 1,100 of those words are direct quotes from Jesus Christ. So John 5.30 says this, and Jesus said, I of, my own, I of my own self can do nothing. Now, this was Jesus, the Son of God. He couldn't get it done on his own by himself in a vacuum. So he had, what, 12 disciples, and one of them turned on him, and hmm. that made it 11, and that's what you're looking for. You're not looking for a relationship where one and one makes two. You're looking for a relationship where one plus one makes 11. That's what you want, right? And 11 is the magic number. That's where the power is. And so it is the, his 11 disciples that really, because Jesus only really had about three or four years uh, before he was crucified, right? And so it was his disciples who he mentored and taught, mm -hmm. right? Who wrote the books of the Bible and basically spread the message of Jesus and ultimately changed the world. So your relationships are critical. And they must, and you must, you must spend time working on your relationships. You've got to work on three types of relationships. There is first what I call your personal network. So Write this down. Write this down. Your personal right. network. Put this your in the comments network. box. A personal network. Okay. These are the people that know you, love you, cheer you on, and lift you up your close circle of friends. Let's call that your network at home. Then there is your operational network. These are the people- Write this that down, put it in the comments box. Yeah. Your operational network, okay? This, uh, these are the people that help you to get your, a specific task done in life, whether it's in your place of business, whether it's in your church, if you're on the deacon board and they platoon in and out of your life, they help you get specific tasks done. They help, uh, you help them get specific tasks done. And it fits in with that phrase, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, right? So that's your operational network. And remember, you're working on these networks through every passage of your life. You get about eight passages. We'll put a pin in that and I'll explain that in a minute, right? The third that you're working on, let's call that your network at work. So now you have your network at home, your network at work, right? 
And then you have your network in the community. What is that? That is called your strategic network. These are the people that are smarter than you. These are the people that will drag you into the 21st century, kicking, screaming, and crying, okay? These are the people that will ultimately be your coaches and your mentors. In fact, if you're the smartest person in your network, you're in the wrong damn network, right? How are you going to grow? Who is lifting you up? right? Who is teaching you? Who are you learning from? So you got three networks, your network at home, personal, your network at work, operational, and your network in the community, your strategic network. And you've wait, 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 real quick, real quick. My assistant is in there in, 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 in the front listening to you. She's, I hear her going, ah. <laughs> Yay. Amen. Amen. So, All right, go ahead. so, so this is, this is, this is important and you got to work on them through every passage of your life and you get about eight passages each passage about is about it. 10 years right 10 years now what does that mean dr fraser it means that you're a different person at 10 than you were at one you're a different person at 20 than you were at 10 let us pray you're a different person at 30 than 20 40 than 30 50 than 40 60 than 50 6 70 than 60 80 than 70 you're constantly evolving and changing and people are coming in and out of your life through all eight of those passages in fact there will be very few eight passages write that down there will be very few people that will remain in your with you from zero to let's say 80 years old. There's only one person in my life that has been with me from zero to now I'm 75. And that's my sister, Dr. Emma Audrey Fraser. All right. I love her. So I love her. I love her, I love her Dr. Emma, by the way. Shout right. out to Dr. Emma Fraser. <laughs> a lot of people say that Emma is the female version of me, or either yes. I am the male version of Emma. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. So that is sort of the foundation. That's the foundation. You've got to spend more time working on cultivating, nurturing, and building your relationships at work, at home, and in the community, right? That is the only way you are going to succeed. You know, I, I don't care who you are, how smart you are, it's impossible to succeed on your own by yourself in a vacuum. It's not possible. It, you will be dependent upon working with and through other people. It's no more complicated than that. Let me tell you this. There is a there's a there's a YouTube video out there that was life changing for me. And I think it's about three five minutes. You were on stage with all of these brilliant thought leaders, and you came out and you were the showstopper. It was about networking, and you said there is no power in singular. I, that when you said there are no, there is no power here, brothers and sisters. I mean, you just yeah. but networking. Let me, uh, let, let me, uh, let me, I'm glad you brought that up because that- That's one of my favorite videos. I probably, I probably might be the, the top views on YouTube. That I showed was this chart. Yes, the, the spider right? and the spider web, yes. This was the chart yes. that explains that here we have a chart, symbolic chart of beautiful, educated and moneyed black people, right? All over America, all over the world. It could represent black, uh, organizations, it could represent black fraternities and sororities, right? And what you will understand about these beautiful and educated uh, uh, people, black people, is that everybody is separated doing their own thing. There is no power in you doing your own thing. This is where all the power is. 
when you connect the dots, whether you are at the center of your own network, whether you are a part of other people's network, right? This is where the power is. In fact, in communities where people are connected, schools work better, the crime rate is lower, and the economic growth rate is higher. When we are connected, we can prevent interlopers from coming into our community and taking and destroying at will. You see, we have every single thing we need, brothers and sisters, and I keep saying this all the time, except each other, except each other. We are not suffering because we cannot resolve our problems. We are suffering because we cannot see our problems clearly and succinctly as a oneness of all things, as a people that must get together to get ahead, right? Because it is easy to break a finger. It is hard to break a fist. The strength Mm. is not in the wolf. The strength is in the pack. Okay. We are disconnected, brothers and sisters, from our history and our struggle. We have forgotten, and we have forgotten that we have forgotten. We don't even know who we really are. Yes. Right? Yes. We are disconnected from our wealth and resources. Everybody has our wealth and resources but us. Right? We are disconnected from those of us who are of like mind. We keep reinventing the wheel. I don't care what it is that you want to do, what kind of expertise that you need access to. I can introduce you to a brother or sister somewhere in this country that is already doing it to death. You just don't know who they are. Yes. Right? So if you knew who they are, you would not have to reinvent the wheel. We are disconnected from common goals and common ideas. We have forgotten that it takes- That is why the Power Networking Conference is so important, Dr. Frazier, because I've met a a, a plethora of people from all over the world right there at PNC that has everything that I've connected with and gleaned from and became my brothers or became my sisters and just have connected and has has been a contributor to the success of my business. So it's you, it's all those people that you've connected me to as a result of being around you in your conference. That's right. Now, what's the, what's the common theme or the common phrase at the Power Networking Conference? The common theme and phrase is, how can I help you? How can I help you? How can I, help you? How can I serve you? How can I add value? Right? Mm-hmm. What can I teach? That's what we're doing. That's what we do. Yeah. That is how we empower ourselves. That is how we connect the dots. That's Let me tell you how influential... Yeah, that's let me say how that's how we more effectively our collective resources and intellectual capital. That's what we must do. And that is the whole idea around Fraser Nation. Oh, we're gonna talk about that too. Let me tell you how powerful and how uh influential you you are for me is uh this is this wall behind me. This is actually a chalkboard wall in my office, right? And it has a bunch of uh, a bunch of quotes, you know, affirmations and quotes and different things that people have written. But the one that I wrote is where's it at? Green one. It's it's a quote from Dr. Frazier. Well, you didn't make it up. It was an African proverb. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And so that is how important the networking piece is, is because we can go much further together than we can by ourselves. And that's one of the the critical things that I've learned just by gleaning from you is we have to work together. 
um, one, I'm doing a TED Talk in September in Houston. All right. You're going to do a TED Talk? Yes. Yes. I'll be on a TEDx stage in Houston. Uh, but the thing I am talking about is, because this is an influence from you, Dr. Frazier, closing the wealth gap. We're going to talk about that. Ways to close the wealth gap. That's going to be what I'm going to be talking about. So I'm excited about that. That's a direct result of my relationship and the influence that you've had on me. So I'm excited about it. So let me ask you this. Um, what are ways that people can network in this climate, being quarantined, they're in the house? What should they be doing right now? Exactly what you're doing. Exactly what we have done with our all-star podcast series of 30 of the baddest brothers and sisters on the planet, right? This thing called the World Wide Web and to internet and to have live conversations and dialogue to answer questions and to give information. Hell, you ain't doing nothing. You ain't going to no parties. You can't go to the restaurant. You can't go go out to dinner. You ain't going no damn where, right? You ain't speaking at no conferences. There ain't ain't no conferences. So you're sitting in the house. So make use of this marvelous machine, this marvelous system called the World Wide Web. This is, you're already doing it. You're, 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 You're modeling the behavior that, in fact, uh, you expect from our people. There should not be a Negro at home that is not looking at, and, and there's hundreds of them to select from every day, some sort of live presentation to yeah. get new knowledge and new, new information. Shame on you. You should be growing your mind. You should be thinking. You should be writing. You should be developing uh, new businesses, new ways of doing business, new systems for business, uh, new books if you're a speaker, uh, new new speeches if you're a speaker and a writer. So uh, there's no excuse. There's more information coming through the World Wide Web every single day, Constance, than you can possibly absorb, right? Don't spend your time watching television. Spend your time, if you're going to look at a screen, get something that is involved in personal growth and development, lifelong learning, and constant never-ending improvement. We, we must be, as Black people, we must become critical thinkers. We must be intellectually curious. We must be committed to personal growth and development and lifelong learning, right? We must be excellent. We cannot be mediocre. If you're black and mediocre in America, you better leave because you're going to be marginalized and you're ultimately going to be destroyed. We cannot be mediocre. Our parents told us generations ago that we're going to have to be twice as good to get half as much. And they were right then and they're still right. Only white people can be mediocre. Let me say that again. Only white people in America can be mediocre. How do we know this, Dr. Fraser? Because we have a mediocre white man who is leader of the free world. Giving him too much credit. Barack Hussein Obama had done one one thousandth of what this knucklehead has said or done. He wouldn't have been elected dog catcher. He had to be president of the Harvard Law Review. Okay, to become leader of the free world. So we cannot be mediocre. You will know that it is the end of racism in America, Constance, when a mediocre black man can rise in the corporate world. That will never happen in your lifetime. You know how many mediocre white people I've worked in my 20 year corporate career? We cannot be mediocre. I'm not saying it's fair. It isn't fair, but that's what it is. So listen up and sharpen your saw. Read, read. The average black man 
uh, or the average person in America really only reads one book a year. If you make it a commitment to read one book a month in five years, you will have read 60 books. The average black person will have only read, I'm sorry, the average white person will have only read five. You will have read 60. You are going to be better prepared. You've got to read. You've got to study, right? You've got to be committed to investing in your personal growth and development. Here I am, 75, considered one of the best speakers in America, written six best-selling books, not just six books. New York Times. Last year, I spent $28,000 on personal growth and development, conferences, workshops, seminars, CDs, books, you name it, right? And I'm already at the top of my game. And I'm still learning, right? And so Socrates said, Socrates said, I know nothing. Mm. I know nothing. And the person asks Socrates, why do you say that you know nothing? Because you're considered one of the smartest people in the world at that time, ancient Rome. He said, because the more I have learned, the more I realize I know nothing. Mm. I know nothing, right? Mm. The minute you think you know everything, your ass is in trouble, right? So... I have always, now, here's my favorite quote from Socrates. Socrates said that the only good is knowledge and the only evil is ignorance. The Mm. only good is knowledge and the only evil is ignorance. Right? Now, we have all met some ignorant ass people in our lives. I call them ignorant. Right, right. You may spend about five minutes of your time with them, right? And then you just shake your head and you bless them and release them. So we have to remove from our lives two people, toxic people, bloodsuckers in our lives, people who drain you of your time, talent, and energy, right? We have to remove those people from our lives and we have to remove ignorant people from our lives. We have to bless them and release them. Now, this is easy, very difficult to do, brothers and sisters. You know why? Because most of these people are your family, what you consider to be your friends, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So you have to evaluate. It's one of the things we're learning from COVID-19. You have to evaluate and monitor who you are around, Mm. You said one time, you said, I, I was at a, I don't even know where, where we were, but you said, if you hang around three leaders, you're going to get a four. If you hang around three hoes, you said, if you hang around three hoes, you're going to get a four. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> That's right. I said, if you're hanging out with five, uh, uh, four broke people, within a very short time, you're going to be the fifth broke person. Right? So you have to monitor who you are around. Now, this is especially important for our sisters. Mm. This way. If you can't build with them, don't chill with them. Come on. Right? Wait, 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 wait. wait. I need you to hold that right there because I need to tell these people, you guys, I'm, I'm seeing there's a bunch of shares right now. They're sharing, sharing, sharing. I need you guys to share this with everyone in your network because you need to hear 
with Dr. Frazier, this game, this tea that Dr. Frazier is spilling for you right now. Okay, okay. Because I, I need you guys to understand, sisters. I want you to say this one more time, Dr. Frazier, because I don't okay. think they really understand. Let's okay. let's do it. Let's let's one more time. Here it is. I'm gonna finish it because it's in the second part. Sisters, if you can't build with them, don't chill with them. If if the if they ain't wearing a diaper, you can't change them. Right? So be careful. It ain't supposed to be free. That's, a, that's the it. problem is uh, a lot of women, we just don't value ourselves. And we don't understand how much power we actually have. And so right. then we just give it away. And we allow these men to, you know, act whatever. And they act accordingly. They act how we allow them to act. Really, right. we, we do have power. You really want if you sisters really want to straighten up black men and we damn sure need straighten up, shut them down. Don't give them none. Make demands. I mean productive demands. Not do you take me to dinner, right? Uh, what's happening on your job? Are you are you getting ready for a promotion? Are you planning for a promotion? Are you going to get some supplemental education? I mean, make them work for it. Mm. You really control all of that. Mm. Make um, them work for it, ladies. Now, I have more questions, but I, I want to give people the opportunity because we have a lot of people that are tuned in right now. I want to give you the opportunity to ask them your questions. So ask Dr. Fred. They sharing it. They sharing it. They on here. They loving you, Doc. They loving you. But I want to give them an opportunity to ask you a question, too, because they may not have access. And, and there's so many things that you said, but um, you said that uh, uh, a lot of H, uh, I think 50 something HBCUs require reading. My daughter goes to one that was required reading for her. And I'm like, I know. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and then my daughter, too, you know, because she's been to right. our networking working conference a couple of years. So she was really proud that she was able to read that book in at, at Hampton University. But the other thing is, I think you said, uh, it maybe it may have been the first time I, again, there were so many things that you just was like, uh, 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 the first time I heard you. And I think you said, um, you said excellent is good. Good is average and average is poor. So you have to operate at your highest just to be considered good. And that stuck out. I mean, I have uh, like different quotes all over my office. And one of the things as a black woman, I do understand as being black and being a woman, there's two things I know. I'm not a man and I'm, I'm, I'm African-American. So I understand that I have to run faster. I have to jump higher. I have to work harder just to be in a game. You know, it's excellence in action at all times. And those are the things that you, you, you teach, but it's also the things that you display with such class and dignity that people can't do anything but want to eat, you know, elevate it just being around you. It's things that I tell my daughter, just like you said, you talked about with the women. Do not go down to their level. Let these boys come up to your level. You have to keep have a certain standard. And so if more women, because, you know, they, these knuckleheads are like, well, she ain't going to do it. You know, I got 10 more that will. If we understood our value as women, period, it could change communities. Do you agree? That's right. Well, you know, our women, I mean, if you look at the statistics, Black women are now outperforming Black yeah. men. There are more Black women in medical school, dental school, uh, 
getting law degrees, a higher percentage of women, black women are graduating from college than black men, and new businesses, 40% um, uh, new businesses have started over the last five-year reporting period, and the overwhelming majority of those new businesses have been started by black women. Right, mm -hmm. so business growth in our community really is coming from the black female. So you, you're outperforming. So the pressure is on you, and I say this with love. The pressure is on on you to reach down and pull up, and to reach back and pull forward. And the number one <clears throat> goal uh, when reaching down or pulling uh, back uh, and pulling forward has to be the man, the black. Mm -hmm man certainly your children no question about that well that goes without saying because um uh you, you're programmed you're programmed to do generally right by your children do you you demand that the, right. you have the resources to do right by your children so the next thing other than of course your own family your own children of course are black men in general, we really need the love and support of black women. I don't know where black men, to be honest with you, where we would be without the strength of the black woman. No question about that. How do you propose that? Because then it's, it feels like we're responsible for black men or for them, you know, being right. It's, it's like we need them to lead us. Why are we having to pull them, Dr. Frazier? Like, how come they just can't get their stuff together? Um. There are many reasons, but you know, because it's already been said that, and there was a major study in USA Today about two years ago, and black men on, on, on the most liked and the most hated people in America. And at the bottom of the list was black men, are the most hated and feared people in America. Okay. They were certainly the most hated and feared and emasculated by the slave master, right? Okay. So there is a long history of beatdown of the black man. And, um, and, and, and much of that has changed how we comport ourselves, what we see as valuable black men, not all, but just too many. And um, there, there's a lot of psychological healing and work that must be done on A, the black psyche in general, but black men specifically. And now don't get me, don't get it twisted. There's some awesome brothers out there. Make no they, they go to Power Networking Conference. Wait, if you want to find some awesome brothers, come to the Power Networking Conference. You're looking for the hookup, come to the Power Networking Conference, right? So uh, no question about it, because you want to be, and that's part of networking, you want to be in an environment that is all about personal growth and development. And then you want to meet your partner, if you could wave a magic wand, in a place that is about that so that he knows you're about that and he's about that. That right. is some glue there. That is the potential bond, right? That's why it's important. You pick and choose where you hanging out. You don't necessarily want to meet your brother hanging off a bar stool, <laughs> right? If you don't have to. Right. 
right? You would prefer to meet him at a conference that is about life-changing, about growth and development. It's about learning. It's about meeting people. It's about inspiring and people. That's You want to be in that environment. You want to be around brothers and brothers want to be around sisters that share a common vision and common values. That is immediate glue. That's right. If you meet them hanging off a bar stool, that ain't, I hope that ain't no glue, right? Now you've got to do the work to find out, well, what is this brother or sister about? If you, brothers, if you meet a sister hanging off a bar stool, you better inspect what you expect because there ain't no telling what you're getting, <laughs> right? So it's the same thing. That's I'm about to throw my shoe at you, Dr. Frazier. I'm about to throw my shoe at you. You over here talking. <laughs> right? But that goes for sisters, too. You better, you know, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. You better inspect what you expect, right? And uh, you better take a deeper dive. Let me, let me say that. Now, I want to say this to the sisters and still be loved. And I want to say it to the brothers, too. Sex cannot sustain a relationship. Right. Sex cannot sustain a relationship. That's right. At some point in time, you got to do business. And, and the business of a partnership or a marriage, however you want to define it, is serious business. Right? And so, let me say that differently. Let me give you the essence of a man and the essence of a woman. What, is a, what does a woman want and what does a man want in his DNA and in his essence and how God has designed us? A man wants intimacy and a woman wants security. If, the, if there's no security, there will be no intimacy. Right? So a man is here to provide, that's fundamentally our responsibility, and a man wants to be loved when and how he wants to be loved. A woman wants to ensure that she has the resources to nurture and to grow her seed, her children. That's that's yeah. first. That's true. That's true. That's first. Right? So let me say that another way. No money, no honey. So really, we we do have the control. We do women you have are in control. Yeah. Right? You gotta realize you that we have the security. You want to be secure. That's right. Money, money. Certainly emotional, your emotional expressions uh, of your intimacy are, are important. You want to be loved, no question about that. But at the end of the day, you still have to raise your children, raise your family. You still have to fulfill Maslow's hierarchy of need, food, mm. clothing, shelter. At the end of the day, that has to happen. Mm. So... We are designed by God where two come together. 
Mm -hmm. Male energy and the female energy to make one and to fulfill, let's say, Maslow's hierarchy of need. Intimacy is certainly a part of that, but it's not all of that. But certainly security is, is at the end of the day has to be sustained over your lifetime. Yeah. Intimacy, testosterone and estrogen mm -hmm. will decrease over time. No, say it ain't so. <laughs> uh, it's the truth, baby. I'm 75 years old. Now, who I was at 25 and who I am at 75 is a difference. Right. <laughs> right? So there's going to be a difference. So 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 just just understand that. The difference between the, the need for intimacy and the need for security. They really, they really play a, a, a roles of synchronicity they have to synchronize say that one more time say that one more time you said that you said intimacy say that one more time dr fraser because i love that I love intimacy plays in your life and it does play a role mm -hmm. but it's a more dominant role in the male we're we're designed from a dna standpoint to reproduce mm -hmm. right to be the seed for reproduction. That's, that's what we're, in a sense, in, a, in our essence, designed to do. The woman is designed to nurture, to take care of, and to protect her seed. Mm -hmm. right? So, but there needs to be balance. Mm -hmm. There needs to be balance. We, you, the woman can't say, uh, for, for the next six months, eight months, or 10 months, uh, no honey, because I'm taking care of the kids. Well, you're going to have a problem, right? Or if the man says, listen, uh, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on sabbatical. I won't be making any money for the next six months or a year. Well, he's going to have a problem, right? So there has to be balance. There has to be both. You have to be right. equally yoked in, 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 from that perspective. You have to be equally yoked. Spiritually, in physically, mentally, right. all of that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, right. always. But how do you how do you do that? You know, I've been married 21 years. How do you make sure that you maintain that equity of you know being equally yoked? Like, because you know you you grow in different times and different spaces and different ways. Like, how do you you know you've been married 50 something years? Yeah. So how do you continue? Almost that? 50 years. 50, 47 years. 47 years. years. So yes. uh, the analogy is simple. It's the analogy between an oak tree, beautiful, strong, you know, firm, and, an, and a bamboo tree. Hmm. The problem with an oak tree is that when a wind blows, it falls down, it cracks, it falls down because it's rigid. There's no flexibility in an oak tree. But okay. when a hundred mile an hour wind blows on a bamboo tree that's a hundred foot tall, feet tall, it simply mm -hmm. bends all the way horizontal until mm -hmm. the wind passes and then it pops back up. So flexibility, compromise, right? Bending. 
marriage is a lifetime of compromise. Mm. Right? So again, you have to find the right partner. Yeah. Right? So yes, there's certain things that you are firm on. Yeah. And he's firm on. Yes. And you reach a middle ground on that. Right. Yeah. So it is um that's one way. The other way is you you both have to develop amnesia. Because in 47 years, Nora Jean's going to do some dumb shit. In 47 years, Dr. Fraze is going to do some dumb shit. Make no mistake about it. I ain't perfect. When we do our dumb shit, we come together. We talk about it, right? We compromise it. We, we compromise and we try to understand. We, we then bless it and release it, never to bring it up again. Mm, that's beautiful. And you both are on one accord with that. Okay. Listen, we got 69 people that are online with us right now. And they are hanging on every word. And we have questions and comments and they are cheering and they are sharing and they tagging people. It's crazy, Dr. Frazier, it's crazy. So which, what, what questions do we have? And my daughter texted me and she's like, oh my, because my, my daughter and I, um, she asked me to, um, uh, she's sharing, um, we're looking at some, uh, we're looking at a series on relationship goals with uh, Pastor Michael Todd. So she asked me to, to look at that with her and then we're kind of, the, we're discussing it. And she goes, oh my gosh, what he just said is literally um, number four on relationship goals. She was like, this is this is resonating with my spirit. This is confirmation. My daughter, my 20 year old daughter. And then she's also said on the comments, no more Netflix and chilling ladies. So uh, my daughter is gleaning everything that you were talking about and she's 20 great, years old. Great, great. Yes. So um, Lisa Robinson Perry said, what are your top three books we should be reading right now for personal and business growth? Top three books. All right. So first, if you haven't read Success Runs in Our Race, which I wrote 25 years ago, um, The Complete Guide to Effective Networking in the African-American Community can pick up. Which one? Wait, wait. Slow down. What's the second one? Success Runs in Our Race. No, that's first. That's the second one. The second one is Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Emotional Intelligence 2.0 because effective networking is totally in alignment with a, a, a very, very good EQ or emotional intelligence, the ability to manage your five most important emotions and then use the management of those emotions to cultivate, nurture, and to build relationships at work at home and in the community. So emotional intelligence 2.0, that would be number two. Okay, success runs in our race, number one. Put that in the comments box. Emotional intelligence 2.0, put that in the comments box. These are the top three books that you should be reading right now during quarantine. Number no, three. no, no. What I say, I said, I said, success runs in our race and emotional intelligence, right? Emotional, yeah, EQ right. too, emotional mm -hmm. intelligence too. 20. That's two. That's two. Yeah. Right. And uh, if you're thinking about entrepreneurship, read the E Myth by Michael Gerber. The E Myth by Michael Gerber. If you're thinking about entrepreneurship, if you're thinking about a graduate course in cultivating, nurturing, and, develop, and developing relationships, then read my book, Click, 10 Truths oh. for Building Extraordinary Relationships. Yes, yes. That's so, a graduate course in networking. So let's talk about, let's 
talk about entrepreneurship because there's so many people who are on here that either in that journey, on that journey, are getting ready to start that journey. What are some things that like entrepreneurs um, need to be focused on? Like you've been in this journey for, you said 40 years mm -hmm. and you have, I know there has been some pains. I know there's been some bumps and bruises. Everybody doesn't always want to know about the great things and the great person that you are, but what are some things that you've been through that kind of, you know, sharpened you, you know, for where you are right now, that that's, that's prepared you for today? Um, if one is thinking about entrepreneurship, God bless you, we need more entrepreneurs, but not every black person should be an entrepreneur. There's some Negroes that should not be within a hundred yards of owning a business. Okay. You've met them, right? We call them, we call them business people, right? What wait, 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 say that one more time. They run businesses and not businesses. There you go. That's right. And so what we try to do at Fraser Nation is put the business people out of business because they're messing it up for those of us who are trying to do serious business. So entrepreneurship, it begins with developing, and this is part of the goal of Fraser Nation. We have three goals that we want our citizens to be committed to. Demonstrated excellence, equity and investment, and entrepreneurial thinking. I didn't say entrepreneurship. I said entrepreneurial thinking. Entrepreneurial thinking means you're willing to take risks, you're taking, you'll take responsibility, and you will take ownership of your own life. Mm. When you begin thinking that way, when you begin thinking an abundance mentality versus a scarcity mentality, that you're willing mm. to take risks, right? That you're willing to take personal responsibility, that you're willing to take ownership of your own life, you are now entrepreneurially thinking. That could eventually morph into entrepreneurship. But do you have the right mindset? Why? Because entrepreneurship is no joke. This I'm, is, I'm a living witness. This is no joke, right? I, let me say that a different way. Everything that you want in life is on the other side of hard. Mm. It's hard. Are you mm. ready, willing, and able to do the work necessary okay. to build a business and to do it with excellence? That's critical. Do it with let me excellence. Let me share this with you, which I think is pretty funny. So one year, I think it was the first year we went to PNC. We were struggling financially. Like me and my girls, we were like struggling. But we invested in ourselves to be there because we knew that we had to be in the room. We literally went to the bar and was hoping our ATM cards was going through. You know what I mean? At the Power Networking Conference where you have all these movers and shakers and you're, you, it looks like you know, everybody is so successful and we just wanted to be a part of that. And as we were, you know, as we, we, we did that more and more, it started to change some things in our lives. So even if you're not there right now, because you're going to have to go through some hardships to get to the other side, they just know they have to keep pushing. If this is what God innately put into them, if entrepreneurship is something that God has innately put into you, then even when you're trying to figure out if that ATM is going to go through, you got to still keep pushing. You got to be your own. You got to be willing to invest in yourself and bet on yourself because you are a sure thing. And I want people to really understand that because they think, you know, you get some hard times. OK, well, maybe the same for me. And everybody is not business minded, like you said. So, but some people do. God has gifted them with something that they need to that the world needs to see. And so they need to just know just, you know, sometimes we got to push past. 
That's right. So I, 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 we really need more black people getting invested and involved in entrepreneurship because at the, by the end of the 21st century, we must become the number one employer of our own people. And every immigrant group that has come to this country has understood that, but black people, Jews are the number one employer of Jews, Asians are the number one employer of Asians, East Indians are the number one employer of East Indians, so, uh, and so on. So we ultimately must become the number one employer of our own people. Why? We must create work and jobs for our people because it is the only way to raise up the poor. So we must do that. And we have a moral and social responsibility to do that as black people, to employ our people. 97% of black people are, uh, are employed by other people. So we must fix that. We are the only race in this country where, in fact, that is the statistical fact. So we, may, we have to fix that. Um, and certainly going through the things that we're going to with COVID-19, there's some real lessons here. It's been, I don't think it's been a plague. I think it's been an awakening. And uh, hopefully all things are going to change when this is all over. It will be all over and things are going to change and hopefully they will change and we will think differently uh, in the 21st century and what we must do. Because well, we, in, we in 2052, what's going to happen if we don't change the way we're thinking? What's going to happen in 2052? We, we are in an, black people are in an ex existential crisis. We are in an existential crisis, uh, and we're in the ninth inning, and there are two strikes against us. We are at the bottom of every single economic statistic that matters in America. We're the most financially illiterate people in this country, as evident in the way we, the lack of, of, of how we recycle our dollars, how we spend our money, the, uh, how we do not understand the proper management of accumulated wealth. We do not understand the importance of real estate. We do not understand the importance of business, business, business building. We do not understand the importance of proper insurances. So uh, that's one of the things or one of the categories that we teach at the Power Networking Conference, right? The four pillars for the intergenerational transfer of wealth. And one is what? Repeat, real repeat. estate. Real estate. Real estate, right. So first is the proper management of accumulated wealth. Second is real estate. Third is business development. And fourth is the um, uh, proper insurance because 60% of all wealth is transferred tax-free through strategic and tactical placement of proper insurance, right? I'm, I'm not going to, a GoFundMe campaign is no way to have to bury your mother. Say that one more time. For the people in the back. Right. <laughs> the GoFundMe campaign is no way to have to bury your mother. Uh, so you need a plan. And uh, there are all kinds of strategies and tactics and instruments and vessels and tools out here where you can do. You, the, the, I could show you ways to just buy invest. You could take you, you could take a newborn, invest a hundred dollars a month in that newborn for let's say ten years, and by the time that newborn is ready to retire, uh, they will have an estate worth in excess of five million dollars. It's called an index universal life policy. How do I know this? I have a certified financial education instructor license and I am a licensed insurance professional. Uh, um, now, I'm not trying to sell you insurance. That's that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm I, in fact, I got a license in insurance because I, 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 got a, I became aware about a decade ago of how powerful insurance is. Right. And so I said, well, if it's that powerful, I think I want to know more about it. I want to take a deep dive in it. And therefore, the best way to do that is get a license in it. 
right? right. So that's called critical thinking and that's called intellectual curiosity. Well, it was a very, maybe one of the most important decisions I made because the light that it turned on in me, right, <clears throat> has changed me forever. Mm. Wow, that, that, that's one of the things, I think that's the last thing that people are, people of color especially are thinking about is insurance. That's the last thing. You know, they're thinking about, you know, some, you know, some real estate, maybe um, we just don't think about, about investing enough. And no, no. so let me, let me, Constance, let me correct you on that. Yes, it is. Partially. We do think about insurance. In fact, there was an interesting article in New York, the New York Times on black people and their cell phones. And the article said that more black people have insurance on their cell phones Ooh. than on their lives and the lives of their children by a factor of 10. So yeah, we think our cell phones are really important enough that we ought to insure it. But mm. we don't think our lives are important enough or the lives mm. of our children are important enough to insure them. How many we, light bulb moments are out there? How many light bulb, how many people knew that more people insure their cell phones than their own lives and the lives of their children. That if that if that's not a wake up call right now, Dr. Frazier, I don't know what is. I really don't. I have no idea. If y'all don't get that, I I just don't know what to do. Yep. So we have work to do. We do. We have work to do, and as you've heard me say many times, white people will not be saving black people. White people are not even thinking about black people. You know who white people are thinking about? White people are thinking about white people. They're thinking about their husbands, their wives, their children, their neighborhoods, their businesses, and their schools. They're not thinking about your black ass, okay? Right? The only time white people think about you is when you're at the table, right? So if you're not at the table, they do not get up in the morning and get around the conference table and say, oh, what are we going to do for white people today? I mean, black people today. No, they're not even thinking about that. So if you're not thinking about you and they are not thinking about you, who in the hell is thinking about you? Exactly. No one will save us but us until black America puts black America first. Black America will always be last. And we are last. 400 years later, we are at the bottom of every single economic statistic that matters in America. But we're at the top of our bad ones. So we're at the bottom of the good ones, the top of the bad ones. So you think white people are going to fix that? Hell no. Hmm. We're going to have to fix it, and we can fix it. Hmm. And we must fix it because we are in an existential crisis. The statistics have already reported that by 2053, 10 years after the majority becomes the minority, if nothing changes among African-Americans, Black household median wealth will be zero. That means that we will hear this. zero. That means we will have effectively worked our way into a second slavery. We are in an existential crisis. Try to operate in a market-based economy in a democratic capitalistic society without money. Mm. Let's see how that works for you. You said, Dr. Frazier, so, this is the first generation, first generation that we are, are successfully doing worse than our previous generation. Okay. Is that correct? Okay. 
That's right. There was an article on the front page of USA Today about black baby boomers. It said that African-American baby boomers will be the first generation of Africans in America to raise another generation of Africans in America that will not do better than them. So on the 400 year history of our people, we are the only generation that will raise another generation that will be worse off. We need our asses kicked. Count me out of that. Right. The citizens of our nation, people who come to our conference, don't buy into that. Right. Mm. We are going to do whatever we can to make sure that that does not happen. And that will take an army of conscious and woke black people. Come on. Let's talk about let's talk about Frazier Nation, because I want people to know what it means. What is Frazier Nation? How do I become a citizen? What, what's 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 it all about, Dr. Frazier? Because well, they don't know. know. First of all, you got to come to the Power Network the conference July 8th through the 11th in Houston, Texas. So that we, we, we believe in that God is going to, to, to remove this COVID. And we believe that we are going to be, me and my team are going to be in Houston July 11th? 11th? July 8th through the 11th. July yeah, 8th through so, 11th. Okay. Please, now, Lord, right now. God only knows. Uh, we're going to have it. It's going to be yeah, we have it. But we're not going to have it until everybody's safe. We know yeah. We're not going to do anything that will endanger our people. We're already in too much danger. We're not going to add yeah. to that. So it's July 8th through the 11th. And the, re- the, the, the way you become a citizen of our nation is you got to come to the Power Networking Conference so that we can smoke you over. <laughs> right? We, you, you the process have what we're about. Right? Yeah. Not everything is for everybody. But there is something for everybody. But if you're building something for everybody, it's really for nobody, right? Mm. <laughs> wait, 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 I need you to say that one more time because I, I don't okay. think the people in the back heard that. Okay, all right. Not everything is for everybody. Okay. But there is something uh-huh. for everybody. All right. Put, put, put that in the comments box, y'all. Put that in the comments box. I need you guys to put that in the comments box. Not everything is for everybody. Okay, second part, it's in the comments. Mm-hmm. There's something for everybody, but if mm-hmm. you're building something for everybody, mm-hmm. it's for nobody. Mm-hmm. In other words- I, I want, wait, 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 I want to marinate, wait, 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 I want them to marinate on this real quick. <laughs> I want right. them to, they put this in the comments box, Charles. I need to see, I need them to understand. I need them to understand what you just said. How effective. Affa- Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about it for a minute. Why is that? Why is why is if you build something for for every wait what that last part? Tell me why. Um, because if you're trying to build something for everybody, you're not because well you know inherently that you cannot please everybody. Uh-huh. I don't care what you do. Barack Obama did not please everybody, including black people. You cannot please everybody. It's just not possible, right? Jesus didn't please everybody. So you. This is for you people pleasers out there. I need you guys to understand this. Right? You can't please everybody. Yes. That's a. B. We know that there is something for everybody. You just have mm-hmm. to find that something, mm-hmm. right? Not everybody likes haagen ice cream. Right. Right? But there are many flavors of ice cream out there, right? There's really something for everybody, but haagen didn't make it. 
ice cream, which is extra rich to please everybody because not everybody can eat extra rich ice cream. Right. And they have lactose intolerance, right? But there, there is something you, have, you may have to look for everybody. Now, the conundrum here uh-huh. is if you're trying to build something for everybody, you've actually built something for nobody because you can't please everybody. Can't please everybody. What are, people to ex- what are people to expect when they come to the Power Networking Conference? Because I talk about it all the time, but I don't know if they really know what the experience is. What was the purpose when you first started it and what could people expect when they go to it? Well, Power Networking has been named one of the top five conferences in America not to be missed by Forbes magazine. Not one of the top Forbes five. Forbes said that. We're the only black conference to get that designation ever. Okay. And it's not one of the top five black conferences. It's one of the top five of all the conferences produced in this country. Right. So what you can expect are to meet the baddest brothers and sisters in their subject matter expertise, or whether you want to learn more about wealth management or whether you want to learn more about either starting a business or building a business or growing your business, or whether you, want to, or whether you want to learn about wellness. Wellness, what we mean by wellness is psychological wellness, because we're still out of our natural minds and we're still deeply wounded people as evidence in our behavior and physical wellness, right? Because psychological and physical wellness are connected, right? We are not a healthy people. Now, not all, just too many. Okay, so those are the three things, the subject matter that we cover from seven in the morning to midnight, where we have eight, uh, eight competing workshops that start at nine o'clock at night and, 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 and don't end till midnight and you can't get in them, right? Because we're hungry. The people that come to our conference are hungry for knowledge, right? In fact, it's the only conference when you go down to the bar on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, or Saturday night, the hotel bar, you ain't gonna see any Negroes. They're all in classes. They're all doing things. They're all educating or they're congregating or networking with each other, exchanging thoughts and ideas in small groups or larger groups. So that's what you can expect. You can expect 50 speakers, 50 workshops, right? You can expect you can, uh, uh, to be worked hard, Again, we start at seven in the morning till midnight with exercises, meditation, prayer, and exercise classes. You have a choice of one of the three. Mm-hmm. And we do, we're the only conference, it sounds crazy, Constance, but we're the only conference in Black America that does not have breaks. We have no breaks. We don't stop. Now, if you need to break, you need to talk to somebody on your cell phone, you need to go to the bathroom, well, you can do that. Now, I'm not saying we don't have meals. We do have lunches and that kind of stuff. But, but, but in terms of stopping to officially break for whatever, no, we don't do that. We keep going. If I could, if I could add to this, you, it, it, people may be listening to that and they might be thinking they may be overwhelmed. But I'm telling you, listen, my breakout room was not, I don't even have prime time. My breakout room was at nine o'clock. Do you know I had, my room was so packed out the door People want to get the information from seven o'clock in the morning till midnight. People are there learning all day long. It is not a game because people are hungry. That's right. If you're a night owl, we have classes at night. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are late. Some people stay up late. 
right? So there's, there's everything you could possibly want. And again, this year we'll be featuring Dr. Boyce Watkins. He's yes. one of We've got many featured speakers, but he's one of them. And uh, we'll have a special guest, Dr. Julius Garvey, the son of Marcus Garvey. He will be getting our first International Marcus Garvey Award. He's an awesome man, and uh, he will be at the conference. Wow, wow. Okay, I got one last question before I let you go. Uh, uh, Robert Antonin from Black CEO, he said, he said, hold, hold, on, a second here. hold on, hold on a second. Uh, my battery's dying. Let me go put, hold on, hold on. All right. All right, you guys. While well, Dr. Frazier went to go get his battery, you got another question. You better let me know. Now, somebody asked if, uh, if Dr. Frazier uh, is the founder of Power Networking Conference at PNC. Yes, he is. Um, so, yes. Was there any other questions? I've been getting text messages and all kind of stuff. Top three books. Do you have a life insurance? Oh, she's asking me personally. Kyle says, I literally, literally all the stuff he's saying was in Relationship Goals Part 4. That's crazy. So, Kyle and I are reading, are, are listening to Pastor Michael Todd's um, sermons about relationship goals. And we're discussing every day. And uh, she said, everything he's saying is part is, is on part four, which I'm still on part three. I haven't gotten to part four yet. So I can't wait to discuss with her. Um, let me see, Dr. Frazier, Dr. Frazier. Okay, y'all get your questions in. Uh-oh, his battery died. He's gonna have to rejoin us. Patricia said, I wanna go to Power Networking Conference. See if you can try to go, if you can go, I would definitely, definitely, definitely try to be there because it is not a game. Um, Power Networking Conference, I'm serious. It has literally changed the way I do business. It's changed who I do business with. I've gotten coaches from uh, Power Networking Conference. I've gotten, um, I've made lifelong friendships. I've done business with people. Power Networking Conference has been a game changer. It really has. It's been a game changer for me and the way I do business. Um, but I'm telling you, I'm strategic about all the things I do and all the places I go. So Patricia, if you want to come, you need to go ahead and get your ticket because it is not a game. Um, Dr. Frazier will be back on in a minute. Uh, so if you have any questions, let us know because Dr. Frazier is going to come and he's going to close it out. Um, but I love that brand. Okay, I'm going to shout you guys out. Who's on with me? Who's on with me? I see Glenda, Kyle, Ebony, Asia, Ty, Carmia, Antonisha, Asha, Taisha. Oh, again, uh, Dr. George Frazier, uh, Greg Knight is watching. Um, Ebony Allen, Brandy, Brandy said that's law. Um, Tanisha, uh, Shelly Johnson, Brandy Cox, Nia Jordan. Hey, uh, Nikki, Nikki Farrell, Julia Price, Lionel Bohannon. My kid, you want to call Dr. Frazier? Make sure he's good. You got to get, oh, there he is. There he is. Dr. Frazier, I'm about to let you back in, Doc. I got you. I got you, Doc. Hey, Doc. You back in? You're back on. All right. So, Dr. Frazier, can you hear me? Oh, you're connecting. Your audio is connecting right now. Oh, there he is. Let me unmute you. Let me unmute you. You're still muted. You're muted. Hold on. Battery down. There you go. Yeah, I know. I know. I was doing some feelings. I was shouting people out. You still have a lot of people that are hanging on by your every word, Doc. People are hanging on by your every single word. Listen. You'll never, I'll never go live this long and have just as many people start with me as in this long. People are hanging on to your every single word. So this is- Can I make them an offer? 
Can I make? Uh, yes. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. Wait, 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 wait. Before you say that, you are saying I want to go to Power Networking Conference. I want to go to Power Networking Conference. So please, please. Okay. I'm excited. A, you don't want to miss this. No. When we get out of this COVID-19 thing, you're going to want to go somewhere. No question. You want to get the hell out of the house. You want to go somewhere. You want to be around some incredible people. You want to learn something. You want to have some fun. You want to meet new people. So you're going to want to go somewhere. You want to go to the Power Networking Conference. So here's how you do it. Now, this is a special constant Carter offer because I love this lady. I love what she's about. And I, and I mean that. I love what she's about. And um, she's one of our one of our rising stars uh, of all the illustrious people uh, that speak at this conference. Uh, Constance has uh, got it like that. I mean, she is the bomb.com. Okay. So this is a special offer from me to you because of Constance. Now, a full registration for an adult at the Power Networking Conference is $1,500. You see, Dr. Fraser, $1,500. Yes. If you met one person, that could change the trajectory of your life, would that be worth $1,500? The answer would be held to the yes. You will meet more than one person. I promise you that. That's number one. We encourage you to bring a student, a college-age student, 17 to 25 years old. We should not be conferencing in Black America anymore without our young people sitting at the feet of masters. Mm. So a student registration is $795 or $800. You add those two together, one student, one adult, that's $2,300 that will change your life. So what I want to do for the next, until midnight, let's say till midnight, but it's limited. Limited in the number of one, the numbers that I will do is I will reduce the price to $399. I'm taking $1,900 off. Now, you can't go to the uh, powernetworkingconference.com site and get this deal. You can go there and see what's going on in the conference, but you can't get this deal. What do they have to do? Here's how you're going to get this deal. Here's how you're going to get this deal. I'm on the edge of my seat. Here's how how you're going to get this deal. You're going to email me, Mm. gfraser, F-R-A-S-E-R, G Fraser F R A S E R at Frasernet.com. G Fraser F R A S is in Sam E R at Frasernet.com. You're going to say, I'm in. You're going to put your full name and your cell phone number, and I will call you personally and handle our business. Mm. That's how it's going to happen. It's going to happen for the first 20 people. Oh. Because it's crazy offer it's a crazy offer and i can't extend it beyond uh 20 people mm-hmm. all right so that's 1900 off it's that gives you a full registration for you and a registration for a student you can bring a young person with you mm-hmm. 17 to 25 at no additional cost 399 and my daughter comes with me every single year. And it's oh, yeah. been amazing. <clears throat> so I, I, I'm getting text this messages. Is the, this they, is what the flyer looks like. This is the Power Networking Conference flyer. If you haven't seen it, but you can see, you can read all about it at the Power Networking, uh, at powernetworkingconference.com. You just, again, email me gfraser at frasernet.com. Just simply in the subject line, say I'm in. And then include 
your cell number and your name and we'll yeah. handle it by phone uh dm me too guys just in case i want to make sure that dr fraser gets everybody that that, that emails them. i want to make sure you've written down the correct um email address dm me too that'll be easy um and uh, so I've, I've been asked is this midnight your time or midnight my time midnight your time okay pacific standard mm -hmm. time because it's about 7 30 yeah, 7.30, mm -hmm. so you guys got a little time, but you guys, people are saying, oh my goodness, I'm buying my ticket right now. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm on my phone. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So folks are ready, Dr. Frazier. Oh my God, you guys. Has this not been amazing? Has this not been amazing? All right, we got, it's been, it's been amazing. We got five already. So yeah, thank God. Uh, yes, it is. Already, it Dr. Is, Frazier? Yeah, it's been amazing. And that's because you're amazing. And that's because, because you're amazing, you attract amazing people. I try to surround myself around amazing yeah. people because you told me absolutely. I needed to do that. And keep doing that. Yes. And absolutely. there's no way that you're going to fail. Yeah, thank no you. way. And, and the people around you are going to fail. So hmm, I received that. It's a beautiful thing. You've learned some powerful lessons and you are applying those lessons. You're taking action and God is good. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. God bless you. Coming from an esteemed man such as yourself, Dr. Frazier. I receive that wholeheartedly and with all the humility. And I, I just thank you. I thank you. I mean, I am blessed beyond measure to have people like you that I can look up to that are mentors for me that I can call that I can text and you be, and you respond back. So thank you so much. Okay. All right, y'all. So I, I, I just want to make sure Glenda said her daughter and her will be there. I mean, a bunch of people are going to come as a result of watching this live. I don't know how many views we ended up having. How many views do we have right now? I just want to give you some some statistics. How much? We have 70 views right now, but how many total views do we have? You can't see how many total views? Well, by time and you, yeah, and by time you get, you push this out, if you, if you send it to me, I'll push uh -huh. it out on my social media as well. All right, we got 202 comments, Dr. Frazier. 33 shares right wow. now. So people are loving and they're hanging on to every single word. And that's how powerful and influential you are. So thank you, sir. I sure appreciate you. I love you. Love and you. I appreciate you coming up. All right. Well, Take care. God, God bless. bless. You. We'll talk Keep to you later. God's work. All right. I certainly will. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tapping in to Real Talk Live with Constance Carter. I know you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to hear more, check us out every week. And be sure to check us out on Instagram, I am Constance Carter, and Facebook, Nobody Works Harder Than Constance Carter, and check out my YouTube page, Nobody Works Harder Than Constance Carter. I'll see you soon.